Hey friends, changing the culture for developers and IT organizations isn't easy, but luckily Scott Hanselman is here to discuss this challenge on this week's episode of Azure Fry. Did you take my show? (laughs) (laughs) Of course not, Scott. I'm just such a fan of the show. I've always been envious of your guests. So lucky me, I get to host you on this episode of Inside Azure for IT. All right, well flattery will get you anywhere, so I will be happy to come on your wonderful show. Scott, DevOps is often thrown around as a buzzword, right? Something everyone needs. But can you tell us what it's really about and what does it mean to you? For me, DevOps is about uh, changing the relationship between IT and between developers. It's about trust. Mm -hmm. It's about trust in your team. It's about trust in your organization. And ultimately, it's about the trust that you have in your code itself. Mm -hmm. That makes sense for developers. But, you know, what is IT's responsibility in, in the DevOps cycle? Well, in the old days, I believe that the relationship between IT and dev was a strained one, and devs would throw code over Mm. the wall at the IT folks, and IT would be uh, required to maintain it, but they didn't have a real ownership. What, What DevOps does is it formalizes the relationship between dev and IT, it comes up with a pipeline that is shared. You can imagine a, a Venn diagram of uh, dev and IT, and then we share that pipeline responsibility. And now IT is a team member mm-hmm. uh, in that process. They're a valued team member, and we can trust the code all the way into production. And rather than IT acting reactively, mm-hmm. rather than IT getting involved when there's problems, they're involved proactively so that everyone can be successful up front. That's one of the biggest benefits that I really see in DevOps, right? Is that alignment and aligning earlier. Uh, And that's why I love it when IT and devs come together to work on infrastructure as code, right? Dev building the environment they need as a code artifact and then creating that exact same thing for dev and test and in through production. You know, this really gives the ability to set, for IT to set guardrails and policies for the app, right? And that partnership makes lives just so much easier, right? It really enables the developers to get the infrastructure from the cloud and that the infrastructure just becomes part of the app. You know, and, and then the customers I see that get this right are freed up. They're freed up just to speed their time and their innovation. They're not overtaxed, right, by opening ticket requests for new servers and, and VMs. And so it just makes that whole process just so much more seamless and empowering. So can you share maybe some practical examples of, of how you've seen this in action, Scott? Well, so I've been in software now for 30 years. And uh, many years ago, you would write a Word document, and uh, <laughs> IT and uh, dev would share this Word document. But the thing is that Word documents don't break builds. Yeah. And infrastructure as code is a formalization of this is how the system is supposed to be. It's a declaration of how things are supposed to work. And that code can break the build. And the build might be the infrastructure or the production system. And the formalization of that, not just a Word document, but real code artifacts that live in GitHub, that live in ASDO, uh, makes a huge difference. And then your point that you made about policy is hugely important because the policy then could be a code break. Mm -hmm. I check something in doesn't meet security, doesn't meet policy, doesn't meet global uh, geo-naming policy. Whatever policy you have, you have control now. So rather than opening a ticket when it was a bad idea, we caught it on the check-in. And that's hugely, 
hugely valuable. So policy is an important piece, but so is consistency, right? And the ability to manage those apps in a consistent way. Can you tell me a little bit about Azure Arc and how that really helps the DevOps process? Well, if I've got a bunch of stuff in Azure and I've got a bunch of stuff that's sprinkled around my infrastructure internally, mm -hmm. not being able to manage that with a kind of a single pane of glass, a single yeah. portal, a single set of rules, a single set of policies mm -hmm. can be hugely challenging. And Azure Arc is that bridge between the cloud on-prem and the cloud in the cloud and being able to to think about uh, you know, a Kubernetes cluster that is in the cloud and one that's under my desk or one that's in my internal data center is the power that, uh, that Azure Arc provides. And then we can then empower that DevOps team to focus on the automation and the policy-driven configuration. And that's what IT is good at, right? They're going to do all those great things that are going to maximize availability and productivity for the developers. That way the developers think about shipping and the relationship is intact. We're trying to simplify, right, provide that consistency and really empower each of them, right, to, to live in the world that they're, that they're great at, mm -hmm. right, so which, which is awesome. So I think, you know, one of the things that's really important when we think about building these applications is making sure that it's built in such a way that the app is a set of connected services rather than a monolithic app. And so if you have one piece that breaks, it's easily recoverable and the team can, you know, really see that if a part of the app is down, they can figure out a way to, to make it work in the best way. And you know, Azure is really, I think, the best place to do this, right? Because we can help you, as you say, with Azure Arc, you know, across your entire state, not just in one cloud. So let's shift topics a little bit, uh, which is about building those brand new cloud native apps, but again, you know, building them in an on-prem environment. And so let's talk, how can you deploy containerized apps at scale to Kubernetes clusters that are running in your on-premises environment? Yeah, that, that word cloud native, that, that means like, you know, cloud aware, like this is an application that was in, invented, created, conceived of when the cloud existed. So many applications existed pre-cloud and we lifted them and shifted them into the cloud, but they are ignorant of the cloud. Cloud native apps that can run on things like an on-prem implementation of AKS give us that ability to run those mm -hmm. containerized apps at scale and being able to do uh, that both on-prem and in the cloud is huge, and that's why Azure Kubernetes uh, service that runs on Azure Stack HCI is such a valuable thing. Mm -hmm. That way you get a cloud-style self-service system that you have access to using the infrastructure resources that you can govern. Uh, and rather than opening, again, a reactive support ticket after the fact, you're going to think about those things ahead of time. You can write your applications targeting Azure, and you can run them in the data center that you control. Yeah, and, and going back to Azure Arc, what I love about this is when that application gets shipped, you can then use Azure Arc to manage the apps deploys on top of those Kubernetes clusters. And so you've just simplified and connected that whole DevOps experience. So Scott, this has gone so fast, but for our closing topic, you know, whether you're talking about IT or devs, what's your advice on how to help convince a company leaders to really invest in building adaptive applications that really work anywhere? Well, I don't know if you'll uh, agree with my opinion or not, but I'm a big fan of asking forgiveness rather than permission. <laughs> so if you can you know, put together a hackathon team, get your coworkers together, do something on the weekend, and try to make a proof of concept so that leadership can really see it. You can write a paper and try to convince leadership, but this is so easy and so powerful that you can put these prototypes together and illustrate success early on. Mm -hmm. Really say, look, this will make our lives easier. You'll be surprised how quickly and seamlessly you can stand it up and then show that to leadership. So put together a small team, give it a test. It really will cost you nothing to try it out. It's amazing. I'm, I'm sure so many things have been done at Microsoft in that way. And so it's, it's great advice. So thank you, Scott. It's always, you know, these are great ways for IT to get started. And I hope all of you have enjoyed uh, this as much as I have. I've enjoyed having you here and, and perhaps I'll see you next on Azure Friday. Hope so. 
So as you've seen throughout our conversations in this episode, small steps can lead to big results when it comes to empowering people, infrastructure processes, and investments. And this will help you overcome the challenges at every step of remote software development and IT management. Now be sure to check out the other segments of Inside Azure for IT with Tara Roth and Jeff Wolseley. And for all the videos, deep dives, and skilling content, head to azure.com slash inside Azure for IT. Thanks so much for joining and see you next time.